Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. This is the Edge of the Rabbit Hole after show. Yeah, Ghosty's like directly over my shoulder, I know. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for hanging out here. Um, it's an extra hour. I know it gets late a little bit in the east, but for those of you that have stuck around, really, really do appreciate it. Do we have sound this time? I know the last two weeks have been um, just completely with... Um, without sound for like the last, for the first two or three minutes so it looks like we have sound now and yes hello all let me make sure i have the right screen up here so i can see the current chat there we go okay periscope thank you down there for the hearts and again you guys thank you for the um for the super chats last show that was absolutely fantastic so we're going to be talking about Haunted Roads in this episode. Of course, we are Haunted Road Media, so it makes sense to talk about Haunted Roads. It seems kind of crazy. We haven't talked about it yet between Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Inside the Upside Down. We've talked a lot of haunted things, but not Haunted Roads. So here we go. And there's everybody. Fantastic. Yes, welcome back to you guys as well. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of, you know, I have done a little bit. Um, talking about paranormal roads and different things that are a haunted road. And you know, what I always find interesting about roads is they all connect, you know, at least the ones that are on the same continent, right? So, you know, basically I can go right out my door and, you know, you're right down the street from me. Of course, it's a few turns and whatnot, but, you know, but some of those roads do have that bit of eeriness to them. They have legends, they have tales, and we're going to get into a few of them here. So we did just release on Friday. It was a kind of top five uh, video on haunted roads. Not necessarily like, quote unquote, the top five haunted videos, but some of the top ones, because it's really hard to kind of gauge and classify which are like the top five out of the hundreds or thousands of roads in the world that are haunted. So I picked five and... Um, we're going to talk about a couple others, too, because I know um, Shauna really wanted me to throw in Gore Orphanage Road, which I didn't put in that five. We've talked a lot about Gore uh, lately, which we will, but I wanted to include you know some others from around the country and around the world as well. So um, how you guys doing? All right. <laughs> so really thank you guys for, for coming back and for those down Periscope as well. All right, so let's go ahead and we'll just start with one and and see where it all goes. I'm sure you guys are going to have different questions. Um, I know Tom McNicholas is in the house, so why don't we just start with, um, we could start with Resurrection Mary <laughs> and the stories of, you know, um, you know, the guy dancing all night with this beautiful blonde girl. She asked him to uh, take her to take her home. The drives her down the street, down Archer Ave, and she has to be dropped off right there at the gates of Resurrection Cemetery, and then she just disappears into the night. Of course, that is a, uh, it's become a, a common story. There's cabbies that have picked up uh, women that have just, they've dropped them off, and they disappear. It's usually the same blonde, the blonde in the party dress has been seen quite a few different times. Um, and Tom, Tom McNicholas in the chat is like, yes! Um, 
Yeah, he's been there, okay? And I'm going to throw up on the screen. And one of the interesting things, I guess it was in 1976, where this couple saw this girl that was trapped within the cemetery, holding onto the bars, wanting to get out. Of course, at night, the cemetery is locked out or locked up. So she was locked in. And so they went and got the police. Well, when the police came, the girl was gone, but the hand, the, um, the bars were singed with her handprints. And I do have a pic of that. Boom. So I know I just covered you guys up in the chat, but that's the, that's the pic of the handprints there. So it's, uh, you know, kind of interesting. They do, it does look burned. You can kind of see the impressions of the fingers and, you know, it's kind of interesting. Of course, they've removed the bars because it became, you know, a, an attraction. So, you know, people were making too big of a deal about it. And Tom, Tom McNicholas, thank you for another super chat. Tom is the man. Wow. Thank you very much, Tom. Really, really do appreciate that. So $5 super chat. That's awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, so Resurrection Mary, of course, is probably one of, I'm starting with like the boom, like one of the top ones, at least in America, if not the world, as far as, you know, the, the store's popularity, how well it's known, and, and all of that, and just the number of different sightings along there. Tom, I know you've said you've been there to, to see the bars, and, and Shauna's back. All right, Shauna's back. Yes, Tom, <laughs> Tom is the super chat hero. Thank you, Ether. So... Um, yeah, so it's, it's a fascinating story, and there's two girls that they've basically deduced it down to, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get their, uh, picks loaded in here in time, so I don't have those, but, um, I, I kind of have it up over here just to kind of reference for myself. So, the two girls, one was, uh, Marie, uh, Bregovie, and basically they're girls that died in car crashes in the area. The problem with Marie Bregovie is that although she was about the appropriate age, early 20s, she had short brown hair where Resurrection Mary is said to have shoulder length blonde hair. So hair's a little shorter, darker for, for Marie Bregovie, but about the right age. And of course the accident happened. Um, the other was and I always get the name screwed up when I try to um, when I try to say her name. So Anna Mariha Nor Norcus, <laughs> okay, and she does have the blonde hair, you know, about the right length. Problem with her is she's only about twelve. So, um, and again, her first name was Anna. The Mariha part could be Mary. So. You don't quite know how it might fit in. Of course, people try to force them in there. It could be a completely different person entirely. But a lot of people do report picking up this girl, driving her down the road, dropping her off, and then disappearing right there outside the gates of, of Resurrection Cemetery. Another report is girl in a white party dress um, jumping out across the road, and they think they've hit her or about to hit her, and then gone. So that happens too. So let me look down the chat, see if Tom had any comments about it since he is. And Jen with a $5 super chat. Thank you very much, Jen. Really do appreciate that. Uh, you guys are awesome. You guys are fantastic tonight with the super chats. That's amazing. So um, 
Paranormal TV. Feel like almost every state in America has its own Resurrection Mary. You know, in in a way, because there is kind of that story where you pick somebody up, you drive them down the road, drop them off, and they disappear. That's kind of a lot of these stories that kind of crop up, and. But maybe that's the behavior for this type of spirit or, or spirits that have experienced this type of tragedy. Of course, there are car accidents that have happened all over the place. So it would stand to reason that there's going to be spirits along the roadside and maybe they're trying to get somewhere. No, no. I mean, it could be what makes a little bit more sense to me because she's a quote unquote hitchhiker type spirit. What would make a little bit more sense to me is if the person that died wasn't necessarily in a car accident per se, like car car on car, but if it had been a hitchhiker that had gotten run over. That would make a bit more sense to me, but I get what you're saying. A um, little bit different to me, though, than something like uh, the Crybaby Bridge. Every place seems to have a Crybaby Bridge. Or Gravity Hill. Every place seems to have a Gravity Hill. Um because these spirits are not necessarily named Mary. They're a lot of different names attributed to them, different types of situations. The one I'm actually going to get into is a Route 66 one. Again, similar, but a little bit different too. So, um, Shauna, I guess I'm missing something here where, Carrie, that is why, what, what are we liking to do? We're liking to debunk stuff. We do get down. Um, okay, the problem with Urgent Legends is that is that they get retold until they're meaningless. Well, but you know what is interesting about that is, yeah, urban legends get told and told and told and told until you don't really know what the original truth is, or it's hard, at least, to get the original truth. But part of what we do is we're paranormal investigators, so we're looking into and researching these different mysteries. So I look at it as, you know, we're, we're detectives. We're investigators. You know? As a kid, I wrote, I wrote mystery stories. I, you know, my first book was a private eye novel. So it's, it's that whole mystery trying to uncover the truth. So somewhere in there within those legends is a nugget of truth. So with the Resurrection Mary sightings, you know, it's how much of it is truth and how much of it got wrapped up in the ledges. Was it really one of these girls? Maybe not. Are these people really picking up ghosts and dropping it off? Maybe. Maybe not. But, you know, I, I tend to believe there must be something along that road because of just the sheer number of people that have reported the sighting. So, um, and as far as the bars at the cemetery, yeah, the cemetery does say, well, it was a maintenance accident. Okay. But what about the couple in 1976 just kind of random hey we see this girl stuck in there um and that that's really random um you know all the other stories about the girl along the road are very similar that one was very very different so um tom did you ever I'm trying to see if tom ever said anything about it because he's the man he he uh if i remember you said you grew up or you lived down archer Right? So, yeah, good old Archer Rav, right? So, the one that is, you could say, is similar to that, and you guys can throw out different stories. Um, yeah, Pungai Fungai, Route 666 is now Route 491. Yeah, they, they changed that one because, you know, it was like the Devil's Highway, uh, that sort of thing. 
So I'm going to kick into Route 66 just because it is a similar story, but it's different. So let me pop that one on. I have actually a fuller picture here. Boom. Okay, I know it doesn't look like much, right? It's like, what? what's that? It's... You know, I, well, I did do um, a little touch-up for it for a particular video. Uh, that is, you know, my own photograph of a stretch of Route 66 that is supposed to be rather haunted. Behind me uh, is Fort Reno. So if you guys saw the Fort Reno video, um, that's that's behind me in this. So, I mean, just looking at a stretch of Route 66, but there were several accidents up and down here, uh, especially during the 50s, in which several people died. And the sighting along this road is that of a little old man. Um, they call him the Vagabond or the Drifter. And a couple of different scenarios, again, kind of similar to Resurrection Mary, but attributed now to a different character where, yeah, people are, you know, they see him uh, along the road, usually at night, usually in the rain, so he's got a rain aspect to him, and they'll offer him a ride. Sometimes he's agitated, doesn't want to get in. Sometimes he does get in, and then when he gets in, that's when he gets agitated, and then he wants out. And so they'll let him back out, and then further down the road, they see the man again. So didn't necessarily disappear when getting in the car or what have you. When he has disappeared. Now, this is another one that's kind of similar to Mary's, where he's kind of jumped out, and the person thinks they hit him, they get out, and they're looking around, and, you know, there's nobody around. So that one's kind of a similar to the Mary one, but again, attributed to a different character, this old this old man, this old vagabond. Now, with the Resurrection Mary, they always put it with these, you know, couple of girls that had, that had died. Uh, with the vagabond, they don't really know. They're like, well, there have been, you know, these different car crashes. He doesn't really match any of them. So who exactly is he? They don't know. But um, kind of the, the interesting thing is dropping him off after he's already been in the car and then seeing him, you know, a couple miles down the road even further. So that one's a little bit different. But um, yeah, interesting Route 66 tale there. And again, it's usually in the rain. So, um, you guys got down here in the chat. So, yeah, the old man walking along a road. Yep, that's exactly. Yeah. So, and it's a, uh, you know, it's an old stretch of, of Route 66. So, you know, the thing with Route 66, of course, it, it no longer exists. It's been decommissioned. It was decommissioned back in, like, 1970. So, the parts of kind of Route 66 now are ones that are designated as historic Route 66 or some places like Oklahoma put in a state Route 66 along where uh, the old uh, Route 66 used to be or at least kind of because there are some parts of that where where it's like a newer road and the older part is elsewhere because they just, you know, they would reroute stuff to make it easier to, to get around. So there's and that part over there by Fort Reno, that is the original part of the old Route 66 where it's like a little further north is like the new Route 66, which is the state Route 66. So it's kind of hit or miss as to what's the original road pieces. You know, there's um, 
between Yukon and Oklahoma City, there is an old bridge and a stretch of road that's the old Route 66, and the newer one is you know the newer road going past. So you, you're not ever quite sure, okay, am I on the old historic Route 66 or am I on the new Route 66? So it's um, kind of interesting to, to go back through the history and kind of figure out where all this stuff used to be. So, um, yeah, and that's, uh, that stretch there is between El Reno and Weatherford. You guys seem to have some stories going on down there in the chat room. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, so what are you guys doing down there? I like to see what you guys are talking about sometimes. So I apologize for pausing a little bit. I know it's not great for the po for the podcast when I do that, but I do like to see what you guys are, are talking about because you guys have some great chats going on. Um, Donald Gordon say, I've only encountered parts of different roads that have creeped me out. Yeah, there are some very, you know, kind of creepy roads. where you, And usually it's like those older trees and they're creating a canopy over the road. Um, when I was in the Helltown area, I, if you guys have seen the, uh, the Helltown exploration video where I'm walking uh, up the towpath, I turned down this one little dirt path for a little for a little bit. And just kind of the way that the trees are coming over the path and the path really narrows and I kind of stop and I'm, and I don't want to keep going because I have other things to do. And I'm looking down there and I'm like, yeah, that's a paranormal as fuck road because <laughs> it just was, it was very creepy looking. Um, but I love that, you know, it's like very creepy cool. So, um, so part of Route 66 is in Kingman, Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, Route 66 was, um, well, started in Chicago, basically Chicago to L.A., I, I guess officially Santa Monica. Um, so it was Illinois, Missouri, um, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, California. What was the deal? So, um, But yeah, it was. they used to call it the Mother Road because it basically linked the east to the west back before they had interstates. The interstates didn't come along until Eisenhower because Eisenhower during World War II, noticed how the Germans were quickly getting their supplies up and down their major highways that they had built. So the interstates were originally built for trucking and, you know, linking, you know, the sides of the country together uh, through through the roads. And so that's kind of why Route 66 ended up dying off was because they were putting in the big interstates and it just kind of bypassed Route 66, which basically hit, you know, all the little towns. And... That's why I dried up. Um, you like when I curse. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, okay, from Shauna. Mike, what was the road we were on when we picked up the hitchhiker that played with my ear? No, that wasn't Route 66. That was actually um, Interstate 90 up here in Ohio. So that's um, the Ohio Turnpike, that stretch. That was somewhere between um, Toledo and Sandusky because that was that, that was that stretch before we started getting closer to where I live so it was I think it was a little bit before we got to Sandusky if I recall correctly so um, yeah we did kick him out of the car <laughs> told him that you know he couldn't hang around he had to go back uh, but yeah it was you know, we're just it was the first time Shauna came out here and we're just 
driving down the road, you know, chatting, all, all that, and all of a sudden something was playing with your ear. So, you know, I don't... I don't think we had we recently stopped at a rest stop and we picked him up there. Or I think it was just we're driving down the road and all of a sudden phew, he's in the car. So, um, yeah, like Shauna said, we we both uh, yelled at him. So, but yeah, you don't expect that. You know, you're just driving down the road and all of a sudden phew, there's somebody there. But that can happen. You know, you don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody you let into the car. Like, hey, you know, oh, I see this person on the side of the road. Let's give him a ride and. They could just jump in there with you. So, but that, yeah, that's another reason to not pick up hitchhikers. It may be a ghost, right? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. We had stopped at the gas station prior to that. Okay. So, yeah, I, it would have been that, probably that first rest stop there after we got on to 90. So just after Toledo. Okay. That's why Shauna packs a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. Mm. No, it didn't have spiders. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it could have been, could have been somebody picked up at the gas station, you know, or somebody that just jumped in along the way. So, um, one, okay, Tim, I have to wonder if of the spirits you have encountered along Route 66, how many were benevolent, perhaps just wanted a ride or, or otherwise not harmful, how many were malevolent? Um, there's one, um, I'm trying to think if it's the stretch of 66 in New Mexico or Arizona, where it's supposed to be a little bit of a nastier spirit. The one there in Oklahoma is just, he's, he's just an old man. It, he, it doesn't seem like he quite has all of his faculties from the stories that you read because of how he kind of flips out. He's looking for a ride. And so... You stop the car, he gets in. Um, people have said he, he's kind of strange when he comes up to the car. He gets in, and then he starts, you know, freaking out and wanting to get out while he's in the car, even though he was asking for a ride. And so then they let him out. So I don't call that malevolent. I think he might be a little deranged, you know. Um, so he seems to be more harmless, just more you know, not quite all there, <laughs> you know. So... Um, there's a 66 in North Carolina. Um, there might be a state route 66 in North Carolina. It's not going to be a U.S. route, um, because U.S. route 66 was decommissioned. So it might be a state route. Like there's a, like Oklahoma has a state route 66 now in honor, <clears throat> excuse me, in honor of the, uh, of the original. So, um, and Shauna says, I have stories of unfriendly spirits, but most are friendly. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, what we've dealt with are more friendly spirits. Yeah, there are nasty ones. Um, you know, I've dealt with a couple of nasty ones. Not not a whole lot. Um, probably the nastiest was at the Edmund House, you know, that we did for, um, for Animal Planet, for uh, The Haunted. Um, I know last, <laughs> at the edge of the rabbit hole with Brandon and I got into it a little bit because I'm just like, I haven't been scared on an investigation. He's like, well, you know, I probably haven't been on too many. Yeah, I've been on a lot of investigations, but I just, I don't know. I guess the places we go haven't had two nastiest spirits, just a couple here or there, really. So, but um, yeah, so for the most part, what we've dealt with, you know, are fine. I mean, they're people, you know? So I think the majority of people are okay, you know? Uh, but you do have some nasty ones, 
you know, you have some nasty people, you have some nasty spirits. So, um, shot off messed with pretty nasty spirits in, in her. Yeah, and she had, well, I, I think a lot of it's at freaking cafe. <laughs> Seems like that cafe has a lot of crap going on. So, um, gonna have to get there one of these days. So eccentric maybe from from Janison. Yeah, you could you could call him eccentric. That that vagabond. He'd definitely be more of an eccentric one. So, but Shauna, talking about spirits playing with your ear. Um, let's get into this one. That is Gore Orphanage Road, or what's left of a closed off section of Gore Orphanage Road. So this is near. Vermilion, Ohio, and a lot of you have by now heard of the Gore Orphanage legends. Of course, we have a couple of videos on that. We just released one back in December, and yeah, the urban legends, of course, are, it sounds like, oh yes, the urban legends are, of course, the, uh, you know, supposedly old man Gore ran an orphanage, and he locked the kids up at night, he beat them, blah, blah, blah. And then one night, the orphanage caught on fire because they were locked in their rooms that they all burned and died. And it's completely untrue. Completely untrue. So down at the bottom of this hill from this road is the Swift Mansion, which they call the Gore Orphanage. And it was never occupied by orphans. Um, so it was the Swift family, then the Wilbur family, which they did have some children deaths from diphtheria, may or may not have died in that house. Um, they did hold seances in the house trying to contact the children, but it was never used as an orphanage. The orphanage was up the road from this hill. If you keep going straight up here and around the curve, you will come up to the, uh, the houses. There's one house on top of the property of where the boys' dormitory was. There's a girls' dormitory a little further down the road off to the right. They had some barns. There's a house there now that the uh, little church and schoolhouse had been. So all that stuff, it was the orphanage of light and hope. And so there was never a Gore orphanage. It was just two words stuck together. Originally it was Gore Road, and then when the orphanage moved in, they appended the word orphanage on there. But very, very creepy hike up through here and when you get up there it's like a cliff and you have to be very very careful but shauna in this section a little bit further up when we were coming back down um she described it as a vibrator in her ear yeah her words not mine it was like a vibrator in her ear and so yeah like shauna said that's why you research extensively <laughs> exactly because uh, there's too many rumors about this place. But, yeah, it was a, uh, and she's laughing. But that's what she felt coming down the road. Um, she definitely felt somebody messing with her. You know, and I imagine, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be any of the children from the orphanage, because they did come down this road to use the fields at the bottom of the hill. They didn't use the house that was down there that, that they call orphanage now they used the fields down there and so they were up and down this hill with carts and so you know one of the things that we were thinking when we first traversed all this was well maybe we would feel some energy from the children coming up and down but once we got up there to the top and i don't have a picture of the top where the cliff is i should have put one of those in there just didn't have time but when we got up there to the cliff um 
I'll come back to me now. <laughs> when we got up there to the cliff, it kind of seemed obvious that, you know, there could have been a lot of traffic accidents up here. Because of just the sheer drop-off, they were losing the road. They were losing the road to the river. And that's why there's a cliff there now. And most of the road has kind of fallen down into there. So the guardrail is like 10, 15 feet down the cliff now. Or it's like, you know, off. It's off the road, down the cliff, all that. And so you could imagine there had to be some traffic accidents there. Maybe some people died along there. We haven't researched that out yet, but very possible. So was the thing that was playing with Shauna's ear, or vibrating in her ear, whatever you want to call it, was it, was it one of the kids? Some energy left over from all of their... Because they, they were, those kids were abused. The Light of Hope Orphanage, those kids were abused there. They did have to go up and down that hill with hand carts. There was a uh, one child who actually stole money from the sugar jar to go buy himself a bike so he could hook up the bike to a cart and, and ride around with that rather than having to do it all by hand. So they were up and down the hill with hand carts. So you can imagine there might be some energy up and down there from that but cars there's an accident there that'd be pretty nasty so there could be something from that so um very very interesting area yes a lot of urban legends but we've done some extensive research to really go through and deduce what's truth what's fiction about this place and that road in particular there's something there we don't know what it is, so we're not going to say right now what it is. It's something, some sort of energy, but we just don't know what yet. So stay tuned because we'll keep investigating. There is you know, about 20 minutes down the road here, not too far. Um, uh-oh, Benadryl is affecting Shauna. <laughs> uh, what did you guys do? There was no warning either. It was just walking along and then a buzz. Yeah, it's just... I had already closed up the camera, too, because I wasn't going to get filming going down. It was all the same thing, because we just kind of turned around and walked back down, and I had already gotten going up. So I had already closed the camera, and she's like, oh, you know, <laughs> what the hell was that? And, uh, yeah, so I missed the actual moment, but I got her describing it afterward. But um, if you ever get a chance to go through, is Sean Gilmore in the house? Is Sean Kilmore, because Sean's talked about uh, wanting to come out and check it out. And you know what? I left up the rabbit hole bar. This is inside the Upside Down. It's not the rabbit hole right now. Um, how do you know what that sounds like? Hmm. All right. So we get to some others here. If you guys have any questions about any of this stuff, just go ahead and throw that into the chat. We got okay, so this one's kind of a sad one. Um, yeah, <laughs> Shauna, it was quite literally stopped her in her track. She was walking, minding her own business. Yeah, she was just in front of me, and then boom, she stopped. Let's do what else we got on tap here. The A229, this is in England, and this one's this one's another sad one. Of course, some of the stories you know are similar. of you know, seeing a woman and what have you. Um, and, you know, 
I guess I'll, I should, that's the road. Let me get into the actual picks. So these are the three women that died in an accident on there. One of them was to be wed. I have that off center, don't I? I guess it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, so the one girl was supposed to be wed. It was like, it was the night before her wedding. So, of course, now when people see a woman along the road, some of them do see a woman in a wedding dress. Others just see a woman. They and Kind of the same thing. They pick them up. They want to ride, drive them down the road, and then they drop them off and they disappeared. Or they ask to get out of the vehicle. When they get out of the vehicle, they disappear. So there's also, uh, again, accounts of uh, people running out in front of the cars. And then all of a sudden, there's nobody there. So, yes, very similar accounts, but um, there's the actual there's the actual accidents. That's really sad. So, yeah, Andrew, one of the girls was supposed to get married, right? And so it's it's a sad tale. You know, right before her wedding, uh, she she dies. And so you have this tragic tale along that road. And people do see things along the road. People do pick phantom women up and they disappear. So that's supposed to be the most haunted one in England. You know, so we're trying to we're trying to choose different roads here. And that uh, the A229 is definitely one of them. And another interesting stateside one. Uh, yeah, ha England has haunted everything. And I just, I, I know I was kind of, pausing here and there on that one. I don't know, don't know that one as well. Um, yeah, England has a lot of haunted stuff. You want to know why? <laughs> they have a lot more history than we do. It's older. They had more time to uh, develop this, all this haunted stuff, you know? You know, and another thing I find interesting about that, and anybody that's in the house from the UK, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the way I've always understood it from others that I've talked to in, in the UK. And I know we do have some uh, a number of viewers from the UK. Whether you're here now with us live, which would be like four in the morning where you're at right now, so I, I understand if you're not live. But later on, when you when you guys watch the the replay, the way I've always understood it from other people I've talked to in the UK is that we find it like such a I don't know big deal over here about whether things are haunted or whether they're not haunted. Where over there in the UK, it's generally accepted that older houses are haunted. You, you kind of have an understanding that when you move into an older house, you're going to be moving in with the family ghosts of that house. So if, if you're moving into a house from the 1600s, well, you have to take into account, well, there's you know, going to be spirits here that are that old, that are from back then. So um, that's the way I've always been told from people I've talked to in the UK. So um, yeah, uh, Shauna, we need to start visiting and researching Hop Hollow Road in Alton. Yes, <laughs> we're going to be doing some of that. So, uh, but I don't have anything at Hop Hollow right now. So, Clinton Road. We'll hit Clinton. Do I have Clinton? Oh, the thing I have for, for Clinton is uh, the old crossplay. So, Clinton Road, um, it has some interesting stuff because there's a lot of other history up and down that road. The Clinton Furnace was there. A lot of people used to mistake the Clinton Furnace for a temple just because it's like, it's just a stone structure that kind of rises out of the ground. And then there's this like archway, but that's where they used to shovel in the coal and burn everything. And it's got this, the stovepipe straight up. But people used to mistake it a long time ago for a quote unquote temple. Um, but 
uh, Clinton Road itself uh, has some interesting things going on. Um, of course, there's there's old tales from you know back in the day before all the road stuff of there being ghosts dancing in the woods, uh, witches dancing in the woods, uh, things like that going on up and down there. Uh, one of the more uh, the kind of the most popular haunted story from uh, Clinton Road is the the boy in the the coins where you go to the bridge, you throw a coin into the river and the boy throws it back. So uh, people have also claimed seeing his reflection in there. So and that's the bridge over by the reservoir. Uh, the other one that people talk about, and this is what I have the pick for, is the old cross house. So let me bring that up. And I kind of still have everything going on in the background, but that's fine. You can see it. Uh, so this place was built in 1905. The, uh, the owner, Richard Cross, passed away in 1917. It was sold back to the state, kind of sat around for a while, eventually burned down. And it was just left as a stone structure. All the wood and everything inside burned down. And so this was like a frequent hangout for, uh, for teens, for, uh, for hikers would, you know, would go in there. Also, there were actual legit KKK meetings inside of here. So uh, people would say that while sitting in there, they could see white figures moving in the woods, a lot of different um, noises that they would see. Of course, it could just be wood noises, but they would feel like they're being watched. They'd get poked, they'd get grabbed, uh, all kinds of other crazy things. So uh, a lot of interesting things would go, go on around here. Now, because of people frequenting this place and you know starting to get into a, uh, you know, a very bad state of disrepair, for safety reasons, in 1988, they knocked down the walls. So, when they did this, uh, the the guys, the construction crew that knocked it down, there was a basement part that they uncovered that was inaccessible before, and within there, they discovered what they described as satanic writings. So, there is a lot of rumors about Satanists being the area as well, and so... You know, people trying to do things, conjure things up, what have you, uh, there at this house along Clinton Road. So, uh, lots of interesting stuff. Yeah, Shana, another cool structure that's been knocked down. I know, they do that. It's sad, but I get why they did it. You know, because they didn't want anybody to get hurt. I, I guess nobody had an interest in trying to preserve it. But, you know, I look at the, Shauna, the Sweeten House. You know, it's like, yeah, you can just leave it crumbling there. I mean, the Sweeten House looks cool as it's, as it's crumbling away. You wish you could see it when it was um, uh, bigger in its full glory as with this one. I have seen some other photos of this where you're looking up. The guy was taking photos from the basement. And he's looking up, and there's, you know, these fireplaces like three stories up from him that are just kind of like hanging up there. And... The the Sweeten House, the uh, the old stories from there, we kind of got those as well. So um, it reminds you of the Rocky Horror House. <laughs> Interesting. Um, let's see, sad thing is buildings back then were built more stable than now. Yeah, and that's the thing is that structure. Um, I think the last time it was lived in was 1917, right? And there it is 
in what is that? Well, this picture wasn't taken in 1988, but still, uh, I think this I think this pic was taken in the 60s. It, I mean, look at it; <laughs> it's it's still there. You know, 50 years later, you know, solid. You know, it's this great, great stonework. And, you know, they knocked it down so, you know, people wouldn't kill themselves on it. Of course, nobody had to that point. So preventative measure from, you know, the first time not happening. I don't know. So so Shauna is going to go to the Historical Society tomorrow. Yeah, um, Shauna, we need to get in there and investigate your Historical Society. So because um, we've done a video on that, the Lee Baker Hodges house, where uh, that was, and that one had a cool uh, paranormal investigation story. It was from back in the 1800s, and they have, they're already calling it a haunted house, and there were three guys in there trying to debunk stuff, and they couldn't debunk it. So, so you had paranormal investigators, you know, 100 years ago. So very, very cool. Um, B3 Airspace grew up in a stone... Uh, stone house with a fireplace in every room well that's cool um wonder if the cross mansion was made of limestone and the whole stone tape theory uh you know i don't know I, off the top of my head i don't know what the uh what the cross house was made out of i could look it up I'm, I'm sure the information is out there somewhere but if it was made of limestone sure that would definitely be a uh, a good conductor you know of uh, paranormal activity. Of course, there's water in the area with the reservoir. So that could really just play into to everything. Um, of course, there's a lot of other things that they say that they see along the road. UFOs have been sighted uh, along the road. A lot of, like, they've seen hellhounds and things like that out there. Of course, again, you don't know what's true and what's not. But um, there's a lot of things that definitely be experienced there at that house. There's the boy. There's a lot of different things going on there. So, um, what else you guys got in the chat? So, uh, okay, Ranch Road from Orinda, am I saying that right? To Martinez, California has a lot of stone houses that were brought over from Europe and would be weird shapes in the midst during fogs. I would bet if you brought stuff over from Europe and tossed it out into California, uh, that would be interesting. Of course, there's a lot of interesting houses as well that were kind of modeled after European architecture that just seemed out of place uh, over here. Like even the, the old Swift mansion at, at uh, the Gore Orphanage area, the quote-unquote quote Gore Orphanage area, that was Greek revival. You know, it was very, very different for this area. And there it was, out there in the woods, <laughs> so uh, along Gore Orphanage Road. So interesting stuff. So I've kind of hit the ones that I threw in here. Um, I skipped the A75 in Scotland. It was a, um, I don't know, it was almost a little bit redundant. Um, that's supposed to be Scotland's big uh, road is A75. And that one included a bit more than just the, the girl running out into the road or, or picking up the hitchhiker. They were, um, that one was, it started with a hen of all things, a hen flying up into their windshield and then disappearing. Like, not that they hit it and it, like, flew off into the night somewhere. No, it just, it disappeared <laughs> as it hit the windshield, just whew, vanished. So, you know, I stopped the car. They're like, holy crap, <laughs> what happened there? And then 
There was an old hag, an old woman that went running across the road. Her arms were flailing. There was an old man that came running across the road screaming. And then a, an assortment of other animals like cats, dogs, small barnyard animals that went running across. So it was like this whole crazy scene, you know, out of, uh, I, I don't I don't know, some weird, you know, like animal farm scene. Where they're all running across the road because, I don't know, the, the woman's chasing the hen. Um... And the guy's chasing the woman, and all the other animals are chasing the guy. I don't know. It's some kind of crazy stuff. But um, that's where the stories kind of first started. There's other things that they've uh, seen along that road as well. Um, you know, things that are more ghostly or more that are like, you know, nasty-looking hag sort of stuff rather than just the old woman. You know, that, that, and if that really happened, that could have been something just residual you know maybe that road was going through somebody's old farm and this stone tape theory again you know maybe it was just playing up in the middle of the night for whatever reason and they got to see it and experience it this whole crazy whatever the heck was going on you know because that whole theory is basically you know energy from whatever event whether it's you know traumatic could even be a, a good event has somehow uh, adhered itself or recorded itself into the surrounding environment, whether it be stone, um, you know, something metallic, what have you, but it would uh, reside there in the area until something came along that kicked off that energy, played it back like a, like a tape. So something in the area, perhaps recording an event of whatever trauma was going on with the hen, the old lady, and the man, and the, and the barnyard animals, I mean, just, I don't know. Uh, craziness at the farm got recorded into the surrounding territory. It could happen. I mean, that's that's the whole basis of stone tape theory. So was it them driving down the road that kicked it off? I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe there was um, a storm brewing up because they didn't really describe that. Maybe there's a storm brewing up and something with the charge in the air kicked it off. I don't know. It's a theory. That's why they call it a theory. So... Um, Wow. And just to check the chat real quick, and I see demonic smell goat thingy. Wow. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Ghosty looks great with the lights, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Ghosty. And these are the lights that I use for Friday Night Ghost Frights. And um, I kind of like what it does with the with the pillow here. <laughs> but yeah, on Ghosty, because he's got like three different colors going on, and he looks pretty cool in that. Yeah. So get your Ghosty, HauntedRoadMedia.com. <laughs> Um, yeah, Shauna's down with castles, uh, definitely. So, Paulding lights are of interest, yeah. Um, and that's another thing, people seeing, uh, ghost lights as they're driving down roads. So, um, the, the Hebron lights, or Hebron lights, depending on Maryland, Eastern Shore, so the way they pronounce things. But, that's one where... People will be driving down the road and they're seeing the lights. And I've I've talked to people who I they either they've chased them or they've had a family member or a friend that's chased them where they, they go run down the road. Now, of course, you know the scientists will be like, "Well, that's you know swamp gas in the air." Okay, if a swamp gas, go down to the swamp and you know record the the lights happening so you know we can we all know it's it's the swamp gas in the air. Or, you know, whatever atmospheric, whatever going on. Like, okay, well, show us how that, that works. You know, if you're saying that's what it is, 
you know, by all means. Of course, they don't have that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one out there in Maryland where they go driving down the road and they see it and they go chasing after. Um, Miami, Oklahoma is another one that has that with, with the lights. So, you know, science community chalks it up to swamp gas. But I have yet to see the whole swamp gas thing play out either. Um do you think places underwater, like in lakes and oceans, can be haunted? Absolutely. Talk to Lee Ehrlich about that. Uh, our friend Lee Ehrlich actually does it. He's a uh, he's a deep sea diver. He's a salvage diver. He, he's a professional diver, you know, world uh, world class. Um, he, yes, he, he does a lot of deep sea uh, salvage work, and he has experienced a lot of paranormal activity in sunken ships. You know, so um, it it can't happen down there. Absolutely. You know. Just like up here, you know, somebody dies in, in a house or wherever and their spirit, you know, stays. Well, down there, they died in the boat. Their, their spirit stuck around down there. It definitely happens. Um, Kathy Siliento, have you or Shauna ever encountered anything you could say was alien related? That is a good question. Well, first off, I'm not going to say it's aliens, but it's aliens. Um, <laughs> it is a good question because there's things that we've experienced that we're still trying to figure out exactly what it was. I mean, I've had a lot of shadow people experiences, right? Who's to say that those shadow people weren't aliens? I mean, I've chalked them up to interdimensional beings, but there are people that make a case for shadow people being aliens, or maybe they're interdimensional aliens. Could be. We don't know because we haven't really figured out exactly what they are. You know, I have my theories, but it's just a theory. You know, I have my experiences, and that's what I'm kind of basing it off of from what I've seen and from the stories that I've heard from others and just trying to think through what exactly this type of entity could be, what it is that they're doing, why they're here, where are they going, you know, trying to ask those different questions and put all the pieces together. Could it be an alien? Maybe. You know, maybe that's the form that they take when they come into our world. I, I, I don't know. So if I have seen anything alien in nature, it would be one of the shadow people experiences that I've had. Um, I have not seen a UFO to date. I know a number of people who have. Uh, you know, some people that aren't even involved at all in the paranormal community that, you know, a, a high school classmate of mine, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, when we, you know, reconnected and, you know, she was like, oh, I, I see that, you know, you're in involved in all this stuff. Um, you know, let me relate to you one of my stories that I have. And I have absolutely no reason to doubt her, you know, and she's not, you know, looking to, you know, become, you know, a big deal in the paranormal community. She also didn't feel like she would be thought as crazy. Like some people <laughs> think that, well, if, you, if I say these, if I talk about these different things, people are going to think I'm crazy. It's like, get with us. We won't think you're crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I've heard stories from other people. Um, I know Andrea Perrin has a lot of uh, different alien stories. I believe her. I just haven't had what would be kind of like quote unquote classic 
alien experience. So, um, Shauna says she's seen one. I don't remember you telling me a story about an alien. Are you talking about the elemental that people are talking about, like Carrie? I don't know which one you're talking about. Okay. Um, okay, well, you're welcome, Kathy. <laughs> um, wow, B3 Airspace is getting into uh, Tesseracts in multidimensional space. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a Tesseract would be a 3D representation of the... Of everything, basically everything below the fifth dimension. Like if you were in the fifth dimension, a tesseract would basically be what you were in looking at the rest. It's the theory of it, anyway. Um, and it, uh, we kind of covered some of that stuff in the uh, time and dimensions episode of inside the upside down. So, um, saw a UFO, not a little green man. Again, I don't remember the UFO story. <laughs> I know we've briefly talked about aliens at some point. I remember you telling me that UFO story. We'll have to talk. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, planes of space. Exactly. Um, so, but yeah, and that's another thing is that um, a lot of people will, um, will experience alien activity on different particular highways that are you know purported to have um a lot of ufo sightings people um you know get a uh, you know commonly abducted along certain roads um or there there are roads that have um you know more activity reported than others excuse me so it's interesting you know and then there's the whole time slippage thing where people are you know driving along and then Either, you know, too much time has gone by or too little time has gone by. You know, people are like, where have you been for days? You know, what are you talking about? It was like five minutes, you know, and they're just driving along. So we kind of wonder what happened to them during that stretch of time on that road. You know, was it, was it something with, uh, with another dimension? Was it something with, uh, with time slippage somewhere? Was it alien activity? We don't know. Uh, BD Flint, $5. Well, thank you very much, BD. Really appreciate that. Um, love the super chats. You guys are like awesome with the super chats tonight. So really, really do appreciate that. So, um, so this hour has been Jin and BD. Thank you very much. So I heard that drive through a fog tunnel. Um, interesting. I, you mean a fog tunnel as like literally they, they are driving through fog or that's what they see. So, um, because I've, I've seen people or I've heard of people seeing, seeing fog. Um, so I just I get a little clarification on that. She's tripping on Benadryl. I don't know about that. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. He's coming over this weekend. I'm getting to talk to No, no, no. I'm just saying we'll have to talk. Apparently, there's we've had like, I, I don't know, a shit ton of conversations about uh, paranormal, supernatural. We have talked a little bit about aliens. Not too much because that's kind of not so much our thing. But so apparently, there's other stories that we haven't told yet. So just I like it when we share, you know. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. 
have you guys ever accidentally crossed into a portal? Hmm. You know, that's... Um, huh. If I did, I don't know. You know, because... Like, Shauna, Mineral Springs. When we go up there, time works differently there. And I'm not saying we step into a portal while we're there, but time just really seems to work differently. Where you know, we're, we've accounted for three hours when we were there for six. It's where the heck did the time go? You know, and I don't think it's just poor time management. You know, um, I will say I can't necessarily say that I've, you know, kind of the classic television or movie thing where you, you, step into something and you get like the wormhole effect going on and you pop out the other side. It's not like sliders, you know, um, you know, but there have been times where things have seemed like a little off, you know, um, this is kind of almost borderline parallel dimension stuff because, uh, you know, there's been, I have a really good memory. I can remember things back to when I was like three years old. Long-term, Shauna would question me about the short-term memory, <laughs> uh, but long-term memory of, of events. And, you know, there's there's times where I'm talking to people and maybe it's just their memory's bad or maybe just memories change. I don't know. Um, but you're like, this. I know this happened, I know this happened, I know this happened. And I remember specific dates because I remember looking at this and seeing a date there or what. I'm like really good at like, um, I won't say I have a photographic memory, but like when I'm reading a book, I could basically tell you when I've read something, you know, about where in the book it is and like halfway, you know, it's halfway down the page, you know, about the middle of the book, halfway down the page. And it's, you know, after this chapter, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, so if I seen a date, then that'll kind of like stick in my head. And then uh, what other people are saying is like, no, that didn't happen. I know that happened. You're wrong. I'm not. <laughs> so a glitch in the matrix? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, it's kind of weird how that stuff works. So you know, whether that's multidimensional, portal, something to do with time slippage, um, you know, parallel universes, which I don't really, I don't get into the whole parallel universe thing, and I definitely don't get into multiverse. Um, I just, I don't. Um, and I have my different reasons. This isn't really the forum for that because we were talking about haunted roads here. But um, do people experience that driving down the road? Since that's kind of the topic, people have reported that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, Kathy, you're right. I, it is definitely weird, and yeah, it, it does lead to a lot of different questions. I mean, we could keep going on for hours talking about a lot of this different stuff, and that's kind of why we have the different episodes like we were talking time and dimensions a, a few weeks ago um because this stuff happens and i see time as something different um where it's more uh vertical rather than horizontal in nature instead of this river of time that we seem to be trapped in you know that keeps moving forward and we can't go back we can just look back where another way to look at it is all the events at one particular location are just stacked and it's all happening concurrently and that's why we sometimes see spirits that are looking at us like we're the ghosts when we're, we're seeing them as ghosts they're looking at us as we're ghosts and it seems to be basically two different times have overlapped so 
it's very, very interesting. Um, all right, what else do we got? Um, Ether Shadow, I don't wear a watch because of that. <laughs> interesting. Um, all right, well, you know what? It is about our hour. I, boom, we hit an hour right now. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, really do appreciate all of the, uh, well, first off, thank you for the, the super chats tonight, guys. Been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, Tom, actually, Tom, you had one in each one. So Tom McNicholas, you're the man. You're awesome. Jin, um, you had one here. And then, um, and then BD, thank you very much for that. So in fact, the list is right here. So Tom, Jin, and BD Flint, thank you very much for the super chats in this episode of Inside the Upside Down. Shauna, my love, thank you for shenanigating the chat. I know you're not feeling uh, too well, so, you know, yeah, I know you took your Benadryl too, so please go ahead, get some rest, get healed up, because um, I think we're going to be doing some stuff this weekend. <laughs> Can't have you sick for that. Um, so let's go ahead and get to the shout-outs. Uh, Paranormal Fan 11, thank you very much. Slide your car. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. BD Flint, uh, happy you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for stopping by. Beat 3 Airspace, one of our um, fantastic uh, deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons, as well as Tom McNicholas and Grizz. Uh, Samuel Hall, hey, Samuel, come on. <laughs> you just got yours. We're wrapping up, man. Uh, good to see you here, though. Uh, Tim Schoen, thank you very much. Jessica Shea, have a great night. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, uh, I'll be in touch so we can get the, the shirt out to you. Congratulations again. Kathy Siliento, uh, thank you very much for the questions. They're great questions. Carrie Parrish, um, good to see you here again. Katie Palmer, have a great night. Really do appreciate it. Uh, M. Labuda61, um, who has seen a UFO? Cool. Very, very cool. Um, Sean Oldsmith, you too. You just got in. We're wrapping up. Sean Oldsmith from Australia. Uh, another great Australia viewer. As uh, Is Robert White in the house tonight? He's another one from Australia that uh, that watches. Very, very cool. Donna Gorton, one of our Cheshire cats. Thank you very, very much. Always appreciated your help. Uh, Susan Sack, thank you again for joining us. Diane Hilbert, thank you as usual. And um, uh, Shay Carroll, hey, good to see you out here tonight. Uh, Ether Shadow, as always, thank you very much. Jody Brewer, good to see you tonight. I was happy you could make it out. Uh, who else do we have going on here? There's a lot of people in the house tonight. Um, I did get you, Tom McNicholas, yeah. Uh, I'm scrolling back up now. So, um, dun, 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 dun. You know, this always becomes like dead air time as I'm scrolling. But um, Zippy Davis, I think I got gotcha. you. I think I got gotcha. you. Pungi Fungi, yeah, of course, of course. And I'm going to scroll back down because that's, that's all y'all. <laughs> um, all right, so you got about like 30 seconds to throw out one last one. And there is that little bit of uh, delay. So, all right, really do appreciate it. Hey, and of course, uh, down there, I know, the Periscope. Periscope is a simulcast. I have the thing down there to look at it, which I, I'm terrible at looking. But Periscope, thank you very much for hanging out and for all of the uh, for all of the hearts. I know, Tom, you watch on both. Lynn's White, you watch on both. Uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, Pamela Rainey, thank you. And I guess that's probably the last one in there, so... You guys have a great night. Next week, next week, 
Okay. So, um, so next week on Inside the Upside Down, we're going to be talking. I don't know if you guys have heard about this Dear David story that's been going around. So we're going to talk about that um, because I have some opinions on the Dear David story as well as other internet uh, reported hauntings and stories and things like that. So we're going to get into some stuff. And uh, this should be an interesting show. So we'll see you next week. Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Inside the Upside Down. Of course, we got Friday Night Ghost Rides coming up. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please do so. Click the little bell for notifications. I should say that at the beginning because you guys are all clearing out now, right? <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you all later. So have a great night. See you next week. I can get to the screen that turns this thing off. Um, and Shauna, I love you. I have to throw that in there, right? <laughs> Take care.